0: Fantastic question. Can you double your pension fund within five years so you can retire at 60 if at 55 you've got half a million so you end up with a million in your pension pot? Let's get right into it. Tough question I got. So I got this email earlier today. Hi, for background, I'm 55. Basically, bottom line is they want to retire by 60. Uh, They've got a sip of around just under half a million pounds and they want to retire in five years with a million pound plus pension pot. That's not the problem the main problem i've got at the moment with this is what the individual has invested in and i'm going to show you uh, some of the issues surrounding that now they've got the bulk of their money in the fidelity india focus class y income fund in and of itself not a problem the only thing is if you invest in funds which your ifas often tell you to because they spread the risk in a whole portfolio of stocks Now, when I look at exchange-traded funds and I look at the data and split that down across 5,000-odd funds, one of the first things we notice, of course, is that funds generally have less volatility and, therefore, less return. So, you've put your money in a a box of 50 stocks and the volatility is low. Great. Your IFA loves that because the chances of you getting any shocks is limited and IFAs don't like to give their clients shocks, which all seems... Well and good, but your chances of getting the kind of returns you're looking for are limited. And the reason being this, most of the India funds over the last six months did about 10%, okay, roughly give or take, despite it being a rather good year for the broader index. Now, given the run rate of what this individual wants, they're going to have to do better than that, I'm afraid. And that was the best of the bunch. And India may not continue doing that or any such fund. So if you look at individual equities, of course, you filter that down. You've got the likes of, say, an Intuit, an S&P 500 company, which did 40%, or Marathon Petroleum did 38% in the last six months. And these are large companies. Uh, and their volatility is not as low as an exchange-traded fund, which will generally have less volatility than a Microsoft, so less than 13%, these are 17% or 15% volatility, so slightly more volatility. More importantly, we tend to look at the Sortino and the Alpha, i.e. the average return versus the downside risk. So that's one major problem. Money spread too widely. Also, then they've got a whole bunch of stocks, so they've got next to no money in there. They've got about 1% of their holdings in Apple, Persimmon, Amazon, Palantir. Might as well not have it. Okay, so whilst Apple can go up 100%, what's that going to do? It's going to add 1% to what they 're after whereas they 're after one hundred percent over five years, so pointless having such small holdings the, the broader point about having their money spread across so many funds continues to apply to all the other funds Rathburn Framlington you know it 's great they 've got a legal engineer Robo global robotics and automation same problem as the others low volatility therefore low return if the individual generally genuinely wants those high returns then one thing they need to recognise is that actually they probably need to be closer to uh, the kind of family office the billionaires run, which is put more of their eggs in one basket and watch the basket. They'll just have to do that if they want that kind of run rate. Now, these are billionaire portfolios and they tend to have most of their money in their top 10 holdings, which is fine as long as you're willing and able and capable of focusing on and having a process for looking at those portfolios. And and the process that I suggest for most people is twofold. First, what do you do with your cash? You determine your risk appetite. Currently, on a scale of 0 to 10, currently I'm at the 7 mark, which means they're mainly stocks which are through my filtered list, volatility under 20%, some of my quality picks, and mainly S&P 500, cherry-picked. What does that mean? Well, you go through 10,000 equities and then you've got the value box tick, the growth box, the income box, cash return on capital invested, formula invented by Deutsche Bank, used by Goldman Sachs Wealth Management because companies in the top quartile by croaky cash return capital invested generally produce 30% per annum. Not every company, not every year, but as an average, uh, as a group, as a collective. So we want to tick that box at least. And then you want your Sortino and Alpha. And most companies won't do that. So you might say, well, that's a lot of analysis. Well, it's not because actually the next question you answer is, with all of that, that's fine. I've got the data now. I'll push. I know the, the companies. How many should I have and for how long should I hold them? And it's this part you want to look at in our flow chart. Should be 12 months and then you exit unless any drops more than 25% from the highest it's been since you bought it. So, for example, a couple of years ago, Crocs or this year, Meta or NVIDIA this year or Tesla this year, all of which we had. If they drop X percent from the highest they've been since you bought them, you'd exit so you can keep that money because you're looking at stocks and you're holding them for 12 months because you want them to ripen like a fruit, over-ripen, and then do the process again. You're not here to say, oh, I'll spray and pray a bunch of stocks, hold them for five years, and there'll be low volatility and hopefully I'll have doubled my money. No, you can't use that approach. You need to have an approach which is reviewing the stock's every week just to make sure nothing's fallen more than 25% and you're holding for 12 months. You're holding for 12 months unless, as I say, something's fallen because it's overripe and it's given you such a strong return. And you're looking at roughly 15 to 20 equities. You saw what the billionaires own. That's the approach. Is it time consuming? Well, actually, no, because you'd monitor the portfolio, it takes about five minutes every week just to make sure nothing's dropped too much. And to select the stocks, well, that's pretty simple. You're making sure these first five columns are all green. If they're not all green, you've not ticked the boxes of value, growth, income, cash flow. And is it worth it? Well, I suggest to you it is worth the effort because that's the difference between doubling and not. You might say, well, is it possible to double? Well, let's put it this way then. This year, at the time I'm speaking, the NASDAQ was up 55% and the S&P 500 up 25%. These funds won't be anywhere near that. Okay. Now, that's not going to happen every year. That's why you're cherry-picking the individual stocks. So is it worth it? Well, you're just riding off cherry-picking the individual stocks with a slightly bit more volatility, a lot more alpha, and a high sortina than an exchange-traded fund would have. And as I say, the big problem with the funds is, you know, it's a safe and simple thing to do. Nothing wrong with that if that suits you, if that suits you. But if it doesn't, the problem with the funds is you're just not hitting at a fast enough run rate. It's like in cricket. You've just got the openers. You're just tapping it away. I'm afraid you need the big hitters to come in. It takes a bit more effort. Is it worth it? Well, you decide. Is it worth it? Do you want to double it? Do you want a million in five years? Or do you want 20% in five years? Or 10% is probably more likely in five years. That's the way to answer the question. Uh, It's a tough one. It's up to the individual. But uh, I do try and make life very easy for them by giving them the data and the answers. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope it wasn't too uh, complicated and intense. I do love answering these emails. So have a look at alpespatal.com forward slash links if you'd like a free portfolio review.